Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. I am so glad that you're here today. I am very excited about our guest, Dee Kellner. She is a local goat farmer and owner of Peachtree Hill Goats Farm, is, is here to talk to us a little bit about the benefits of goat's milk and also just about how she, how she practices as a goat farmer. So welcome, Dee. We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start Peachtree Hill Goats and um, just kind of who you are. Okay, well, um, uh, who I am, um, my name's Dee Kellner. Uh, I'm the owner opera- owner and sole operator of uh, Peachtree Hill Goats, and uh, I'm the mother of two, two really rambunctious uh, little boys, um, wife to an amazing husband, and um, having this farm actually allows me to raise my kids, um, you know, at home and give them a more of a, <laughs> more of a organic lifestyle instead of, you know, the, the regular craziness that is, that is the world today. Sure. And I, abs- I absolutely love what I do. I do the farming and everything. And I'm, I'm actually a student, uh, who's aspiring for my master's in herbal medicine. It's going kind of slow, but I'm getting there cause I've got so much going on. I've got the kids, I've got the the goats and all that kind of stuff too. But um, I actually have a background in biology. Um, I never really finished because uh, life got crazy, but I definitely have a, a, a pretty firm background in biology. And um, when I was a lot younger, um, I worked a lot in the pet industry. Um, so I definitely love what I do. I love being able to provide a wholesome product to, to everybody's fur babies. I love being able to treat my herd holistically as possible. And, um, it's just, it's absolutely amazing on what I do. Um, and, uh, you asked me how I, how I kind of got started. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. Um, actually, uh, had goats pretty much all my life. Uh, my mom has a picture of me at the zoo petting a little, a little pygmy goat in the, in the petting zoo. Um, and, but I also had pets, pet goats growing up, you know, just the little pygmies and everything too. Um, but I actually got started with dairy goats, uh, just probably, I, I want to say maybe like six, maybe seven years ago. Um, I started actually making goat milk soap for people and, uh, would go to trade shows and, uh, really, uh, goat milk soap is actually, you know, it's really amazing stuff for your skin. Uh, then, during that time, my husband and I um, started our family and going to these trade shows, it, it was really, really hard because I mean, there's sometimes that I would travel across the state to go to trade shows. And it just was really hard um, on my, my son, Ethan, at that point because, you know, I have to put him in the truck and um, then my husband would have to stay home to take care of the goats there at that time. You know, I only had a few but it's still a chore when you have that. And on top of that, you're trying to do your job, you know, his nine to five job. 
So um, I started looking for different options. You know, okay, what can I do to help people? Um, and well, I didn't know I was going to help people, at, you know, their pets at that time. But what can I do to help people with my goats? Um, and then uh, I started doing a lot of research and everything. Um, I actually had a friend in the pet industry said, why don't you start doing this? And I was just like, oh, my God, that's totally right. And, you know, being in the pet industry when I was younger, it was, you know, it was kind of just like just a, a fit, a perfect fit. So um, did a lot of research on what I was going to be doing um, and how I was going to do it. I then soon uh, obtained my license for producing and selling on a commercial level. And then uh, it started just to grow into what I have now. It started with just two dairy goats, and now I have, uh, I think, somewhere around forty. Whoa! <laughs> so this, it, it, I mean, it's been it's been a blessing. It really has, you know. And all of a sudden, I mean, I only had like a little shanty of a barn that I had these two little goats, uh, you know, housed in, and now I have, uh, you know, a parlor and stables and you know a gigantic barn. I mean, it's just a total blessing, and it's, it's just—it's a lot of fun and to look back and see what I've grown in just such a short amount of time. That's amazing. I love that story. That is so amazing. Yeah. So many of our customers—they come in and they say, "Why would I give my dog or my cat goat's milk?" So I, mm-hmm. I would just love your—you um, know—to ex- love for your. For you to expand on, what are some of the benefits of raw goat's milk? Okay. Uh, Raw goat milk, I mean, there's, at first off, there's a difference between raw and pasteurized. Um, For people who don't know, pasteurized is a a process where uh, pressure and also heat or and or heat is used to kill any type of bacteria that's actually in the milk or whatever product is that they're making. So when that happens, raw becomes uh, pasteurized. The thing is, is that raw goat milk is a huge and amazing superfood um, because of the the good bacteria and the good enzymes um, and the digestibility of it. Uh, it's, um, and as you know, and hopefully a lot of people are starting to to understand that if you take care of the gut of the, of an animal, um, whether it be a goat, whether it be a cat or a dog, you take care of the immune system of that animal. So true. Yeah. Um, and it's jam, you know, like I said before, I mean, raw milk is jam packed full of good bacteria and good enzymes to help with the digestion. The fat globules also that are in goat milk are, are much smaller than cow milk. And that also makes it uh, much easier for the assimilation into the body to carry those nutrients, to carry those vitamins and those minerals and everything into the body. Um, also um, being a local, you know, here for the, for the DFW area, there's a lot of animals that deal with allergies, and DFW is horrible with allergies. Um, and you kind of go back to the same idea as local bees and honey. You have an animal that partakes of the lo- local flora, like my goats. They eat the grass and leaves and the, you know, the stuff that's going around. Um, 
they t- partake of that local flora and then they process it and then they make a product that, that can help with the animals that have a problem processing themselves the raw flora in their environment, if that makes any sense. Um, sure. And then also the hydration part of the raw goat milk as well. I mean, if there's somebody who doesn't necessarily do an entirely raw diet with, um, you know, the the meat and the organs and all that kind of stuff that's actually in the, like frozen raw food or fresh raw food, mm-hmm. um, somebody puts a splash or two of the goat milk on the kibble of the the food it actually puts that hydration back into the food because when kibble is, you know, eaten, there's, I mean, it's, it's dry kibble. So you're, you're losing that moisture part of it uh, when the dog or cat eats it. And so goat milk is putting not only those good enzymes and bacteria into the kibble, it's also putting the moisture back into the kibble as well to help with, again, again, with digestion. So, I mean, it's all about digestion. Every single part of it, it's all about, it's all about that. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand too, goat's milk is a complete food all on its own. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. Um, there's actually, um, it's, it's a universal milk is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that I actually, there is a local rescue, uh, wildlife rescue here in the area, and I had the amazing opportunity to foster deer or fawns that were um, that were orphaned uh, oh, wow. over, o- over the summer. I actually ended up fostering, I, th- I want to say, close to 30 fawns. Wow. Um, Did you bottle feed them? I, it, I actually donated the milk to the, uh, to the wildlife rescue. Um, I wasn't actually in charge of feeding everybody. I just basically just, you know, I would, and they're actually here not too far from my home. So they would come over to to the farm and then I would go over there and just give them and donate the milk. That's amazing. It, oh my gosh, you've, you've ever seen 30 fawns lined up with bottles. It's Oh my goodness, it's absolutely amazing. So all those little spots and everything, it's just, it's just something to behold. Yeah. So, but yes, a, a universal food. I mean, that I said that to, you know, just to show that, you know, dogs, cats, fawns, um, there's even people who will take a goat and to feed their, like a, like a baby horse that was orphaned mm-hmm. or, you know, something along those lines. I mean, it's just a universal milk. It's a complete food. It's so nutritious. It's just, I mean, you, we can, you and I can go on for days talking about how, how nutritious and wonderful. Absolutely. All the benefits. Yeah. I know like in, in Bark Avenue in my store, um, we recommend it a lot to customers, um, for a variety of reasons, Uh, you know, especially those puppies, kittens, they're just Mm -hmm. getting home and they're so little and young and maybe they're not eating well. And so it gives them all the nutrients that they need, even if they aren't you know, crazy about their food at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So they start to thrive just on the goat's milk Um, Mm -hmm. or the senior dog who, you know, maybe has some issues and not eating, you know, kidney issues are a big, are big thing, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as dogs and cats age and um, goat's milk is so good for that. And Mm -hmm. like you said, the gut um, just overall giving them that good uh, bacteria to replenish it because our dogs, you know, they live on the ground and they're, 
unfortunately, they're exposed to all sorts of toxins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we see, we see so many positive things. And even some of our customers saying, gosh, you know, I started giving him the goat's milk and wow, his, his skin is better or his coat is fluffier or, you know, it's, uh, he seems to be feeling better. He has more energy. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything you can say about maybe why that is? Oh, it goes back to, like you said, the, the gut. I mean, mm-hmm. once you start taking care of the gut, you start taking care of the animal in whole. And um, it's the same thing with my goats. Uh, you know, I feed them just, you know, what goats are actually supposed to eat. I don't feed them anything different. And I give them the minerals that they need and I give them the care that they need. And they absolutely, you know, like you said, flourish. They, their, their eyes are brighter. Their, um, uh, you know, their coat is shinier and sleeker. Um, you know, my, my black goats that I have, I have several black goats and, you know, with black coats, you can tell, um, you know, how healthy that animal is. If, 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 you know, just that black just comes out and it's just so shiny and it almost has like a, of a, an iridescent kind of shine to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it goes, it all goes back to digestion. I mean, because that's the way that animals and that we are designed to take in nutrients. And once you take in nutrients, healthy nutrients, then, you know, it, I mean, it's game on for your, the body to start working like it needs to. Definitely. So since not many people get to experience what it's like to live on a goat farm, um, can you kind of walk us through what is a day in the life of a goat farmer? a little bit different for every single goat farmer because depending on how big your herd is um and my my lifestyle has definitely changed some people they milk one or two goats and you know at their their place and then they they go on with their day um mine's a little bit more intense (laughs) um I get up pretty early uh and I start the morning chores in the barn um and uh feed all the goats um and uh, make sure they have all their hay and everything. I start cleaning up and start prepping for the milking. Um, I have a, a parlor where the goats come in. Uh, they they come into kind of like a holding corral um, from their paddock at, uh, in the morning. Uh, they will uh, just sit there and kind of wait. And, you know, they're actually kind of no- impatiently wait they're they're kind of noisy when when the morning starts they're just like you know their udders are full and they're getting impatient because they want their grain and they come up uh, once I'm ready and all the equipment is uh cleaned and ready to go uh they'll run up the ramp and I have a machine I, I milk them uh four at a time and during that time, I make sure that they're, uh, you know, they're clean, they're healthy, you know, nobody has any, had any type of, you know, accidents during the night as far as, you know, because goats, I mean, there's a lot of them and, you know, goats will tussle and, and fight and, you know, they're goats. That's what. Yeah. And they, and they, they're notorious for getting into things and. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. My neighbors probably think I'm crazy. 
because they probably hear me yelling, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> it's just, I know my, 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 my neighbors do love me and they love watching the goats and their antics, but sometimes the goats are their own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. They sometimes hurt themselves. So I was just like, why would you do this? I mean, they've gotten stuck in the feeder before. They've got stuck in fences. And it, it's just, I could tell you all day of the stuff that they just, they get into trouble. They're sure, goats. sure. Um, but anyway, so I go up and, you know, I start milking them, uh, and they eat their, their portion of their grain. And, uh, once that's done, once I've milked everybody, uh, I start, uh, taking the milk in and I start processing it. Um, it's filtered, uh, it's filtered twice, um, once for when the goat is actually being milked, it goes through the milking machine to where it goes down these hoses and there's an inline filter. And, uh, you know, cause sometimes, you know, coming from the goat, there's going to be like little pieces of dirt or a little bit pieces of, you know, hair that get, you know, um, as much, as much as you clean it, sometimes that just happens. And so sure. there's a, there's an inline filter that comes in and then, uh, filters the milk and then goes into this big pail that I have. And it's all, it's all like a huge vacuum system is what it is. Uh, and then once I'm done and I'm actually processing the milk, um, then it's filtered again, you know, um, just to, you know, just as a practice. I mean, I want to be absolutely clean and absolutely, you know, provide a good product. So that's what, that's what I do. Um, and then depending on how big my bulk tank is on how much milk I have, I will bottle and then put it in the freezer. Or if there's only like one or two gallons, I, I will keep it in that bulk tank and keep it really, really, really cold until like, um, you know, the next milking, then there's enough to bottle. So, um, and that changes, uh, from, because goats are actually seasonal milkers, uh, So I could have like five gallons that I have to process that day. Um, So it's just, it's a huge variable. Sure. Um, Yeah. They're living creatures. They're not machines. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Once the girls, uh, once I get them out of the milking parlor, they will eat their alfalfa and their goodies for, um, you know, for the day that I give them. And then I will, uh, I'll throw them out into pasture just to go be goats. You know, they've, they've done their job. Um, yeah. they're, they're, they need to go out and run around and, or snooze in the sunshine. Um, I've actually had a couple of goats and I hate this. They will go out and just snooze and they'll lay completely flat. And so I'm looking out my kitchen window and I'm like, Oh my God, something happened. So I run out there, you know, Sadie, Sadie, are you okay? And she's like, what? You just woke me up from my nap. It, it's it's uh, a lot of goat farmers are call it the death sleep or the oh, death gosh. nap, and it's it gives me a heart attack every single time. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah I'm fine, mom. Imagine. Leave me alone. You know, yeah. So. Um, and then uh, they spend their day out just doing what they do, and um, the the process starts all over again for the evening milking. Okay. Um, so they'll come in, uh, and get milked and I'll check, make sure everybody's okay. And then send them on their way, uh, back into their paddock for the night. Um, I do have a livestock guardian dog that stays with them 24 seven. She's actually part of the herd. Nice. Um, and she actually gets goat milk too. Um, oh, nice. as, uh, so pretty much all my dogs, I actually have four dogs. 
Um, so everybody gets goat milk and they, they go nuts when they get it. Cause I mean, it's like fresh, fresh. Oh <laughs> yeah. They go, you know, you can't get fresher than like actually on the farm. So my goats or excuse me, my dogs are really, really, uh, really shiny. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, yeah. and it sounds like a lot of work, but it also yes. sounds like something that you enjoy, which also, yes. you know, it, it doesn't seem so much at like work when you love what you do. Right, right, exactly. So I know you and I have talked a lot about how the goats are, they're just like family. Like, you know, you said Sadie and, you know, all of them have a name. And mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit about how you've, how you've dedicated yourself to raising them more naturally and holistically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have to go a little bit back into my past a little bit because um, when I worked in the pet industry, uh, I, uh, I just noticed that, you know, and this was, this was a while back ago that I did this. There was just so many, not the variety that we have now, as far as food is concerned in the, in a pet, in the pet industry. But I noticed, you know, Hey, we are feeding our carnivore animals, um, uh, not really that natural of a diet. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're putting corn, wheat, soy, you know, all that kind of stuff into, into a carnivore that doesn't really eat that. Right. Um, and so that kind of like, we need to feed our dogs a, a little bit more of a, in, you know, a natural or not natural, but, you know, more species appropriate type of food. And so that, that right there kind of was like, okay, it was a kind of a little of a tick. Um, when I got older and I started going into college, um, that biology degree, um, everything was about homeostasis and, uh, you know, the body going back to what it naturally needs. Um, and so that, that was the start of absolutely everything. And then, you know, in my personal life, seeing what we need to go back to nature because nature will take care of nature. I mean, it's, it's all, again, it's all about homeostasis. Sure. Um, you know, and eving everything out and not putting things out of whack. Um, and that's how I started with my herd. Um, my herd is, I would say, pretty much chemical free. Um, I do not, uh, I do not vaccinate. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not enough research for me to really say, okay, this is an actual benefit. And people, you know, it, I haven't experienced this personally, but I've talked with friends and everything who've given their, their little goats, their baby goats, um, you know, vaccines. And they're, they have like this horrible reaction and, and also sometimes die Mm. from the, from these vaccinations that they give. And it's, um, it's a, it's a normal routine vaccination and, you know, every single animal is different. You know, sometimes they won't have a reaction and sometimes they will. But so for me and my family and my animals, I, I choose not to do that because I don't want those kind of reactions to happen. Right. Um, so, and then on top of that, I don't, uh, I don't do any type of chemical wormer. Um, what I use is, um, I use an herbal, uh, warmer and, uh, and it's a little bit different from the chemical warmers because, you know, your, your modern, your modern warmers, 
they're, they're actually, I mean, they're really kind of bad is that they will, um, they're actually very, 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 very small doses of neurotoxins as mm-hmm. what warmer actually is. Right. Um, so it's, you know, in very, 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 very small doses, it is designed to, to hurt and kill the neuroreceptors in the worms. Mm-hmm. And so if, if there is a goat that actually gets too much, you start having neuro, uh, neurological problems in the goat. Mm. So why are we giving our animals, you know, ne- you know neurotoxins? I mean, how, how on earth is that helpful? Sure. Um, so that's why I go towards the, the herbal side of it. Because, um, you know, out in nature, there are things that worms and parasites and everything natural naturally recoil from I mean, you think about slugs and salt you know when you don't want slugs in a particular area of your garden you put things naturally down there like salt because they will recoil from it because their body you know doesn't like it is the right. same thing with the herbal the powdered herbals that i use is you create a barrier so that worm or that parasite will recoil from and say, I'm out of here. And then they exit the, you know, they exit the digestive system of the goat. Um, So, I mean, that's actually kind of a lot of, a lot of science that I just put in there. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good information. And and when I studied um, parasites in my um, certification course, um, I had a similar um, experience reading a story about um, gorillas in the wild and how they knew exactly which leaves to eat in order mm-hmm. to rid themselves of intestinal worms. So again, yeah. it goes back to nature takes care of nature. Exactly. And it's absolutely amazing. And I mean, now the goats aren't wild. I mean, goats are actually the most and longest domesticated animals since the beginning of time. Um, so we, as, you know, and me as a farmer, we, as people need to be able to bring those natural things back into the animals that are under our charge. Mm -hmm. So that's why I use, and I choose to use, um, you know, uh, herbal medicine. Sure. Um, So, um, that's, uh, that's really kind of the main treatments as far as like, you know, the maintenance part of it. What about antibiotics? No, no antibiotics. Um, the uh, antibiotics will, like, we're going to go back to the gut. Antibiotics will destroy, I mean, it's antibiotic. It's antibacteria. It's anti-everything. And so it'll actually, yes, it is going to kill the bad bacteria, but it's also destroying the good bacteria Absolutely. too. So you're wiping the slate clean and it goes back to, you know, just being, you have to have that gut. That gut has to be populated with good bacteria in order for the animal to function. Even sure. you and me, you know, I mean, yeah. what's the first thing that, that, you know, they say when they hand you a bottle of antibiotics, hey, you might experience some diarrhea or, you know, you might not feel good. You might have an upset stomach. Well, that's why your, your gut is being flushed of all of that stuff. Exactly. And so um, I, I use... Uh, for, for topical cuts or topical, um, wounds, anything like that, I actually will use, uh, uh, several different herbs. Um, and then I am being a dairy, we, we are clean. We have a lot of clean, (laughs) 
We, sure. we have to have a lot of cleaning products. So I'll clean the topical wound and then I'll, 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 um, I have a, uh, like a comfrey and plantain salve that I will actually put on, uh, put on the wound nice. and, com- you know, comfrey is amazing in itself because it's actually known as bone knitter. It will grow the cells so much that it'll, you know, it'll, it, it's like almost overnight. Absolutely. I mean, for, for like a small, for a small cut, not for something like huge, but sure. I mean, it's amazing. So, um, but yeah, and then internally, if I feel that there is something that needs to be addressed, um, there actually is uh, some herbals that I use that have that have comfrey, that have plantain, that have golden seal and hyssop in it. So, I mean, there's just a number of things. That, and this goes back, I don't really, you know, anybody who's listening to this, don't just go and grab something off the shelf. You know, talk to somebody who has knowledge of all of these things. Um, of course. Of course. Know, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's actually why I'm going for my master's uh, in herbal medicine is because I want to be, I want to be as efficient and self-sustainable uh, as possible without having to go to a vet. Yep. Um, you know, go to a vet, but also at the same time, I need, I need to have stuff in my arsenal um, that I can help with my you know, I can help my herd. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. And it speaks to um, part of what makes your herd so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, their their guts aren't annihilated um, with overuse of antibiotics and, and vaccinations and everything that mm-hmm. goes along with that. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about being a goat uh, farmer, what are some of the hardest and easiest parts of your occupation? Um, the easy part of what I do um, is actually just being with my goats, making sure that they have the love and attention and the, uh, the scratches and everything that they need in order to be healthy. Um, I'll just be sitting out in my, uh, in my pasture with the goats, and there are several that want to come up to me and they will literally put their nose in my face and chuff at me saying, I want scratches. I want kisses and everything. And then I'll have other goats who will come behind me and start like butting me in my rear because they want scratches too. I mean, these girls, these girls are crazy. I love them. They, they just, um, they, they want to be with you. They want to be near you and they want to be loved. And that's, that's the easiest part. Mm-hmm. Um, and just making sure being with them, you know, ha- building that relationship with them so they will trust me sure. and they will, um, you know, if, in case I do need to you know, perform any type of, you know, crazy, you know, Hey, I need to like kind of sew up this little cut that you have kind of thing that they will trust me. Sure. So, um, that, that's the easiest part. Um, there's, a couple of actually really hard parts of what I do. I actually come under a lot of scrutiny um, from the mainstream goat people because uh, I treat my goats with the, with herbals and everything. And that it, it's kind of lonely. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. You know, uh, because I've, I've been told before that I'm killing goats by mm. not warming them properly with, with, um, uh, with, chemical warmers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just, uh, that, that part, that's really, 
it's really hurtful. But at the same time, you know, there's actually other goat people who, hey, hey, how do you do what you do? Why does your herd look so good? And I was like, well, let me tell you. Right. (laughs) So that's that's kind of an upside to that to that hard part. Um, But I also, again, I uh, another hard part is I have to be my own vet sometimes, and there actually are not a whole lot of goat vets really anywhere. Hmm. Um, they are very few and far between. Um, it, uh, and it's kind of scary when, you know, you have like an emergency, you know, what do you do? Um, you know, just like with a dog or a cat, you can go to your local vet and say, Hey, this is what's going on. Sure. And, you know, there's, there's tons of small animal vets, but as far as goat vets, there's not really a whole lot. Uh, so another part of the, um, the hard part is, is the kidding season. So if I have a problem with the kidding season and I don't have a vet nearby that can help me, you know, that's time that I've lost or an opportunity, not an opportunity, but for lack of better phrase, a, you know, an instance where I have lost that time to help that animal, Mm -hmm. you know? So I have to, there's, experience and research and, you know, sometimes another uh, goat person who says, hey, do this, do that, you know, that kind of thing um, from some of the people that I, that mentor me. Um, that's, that's what I have to base everything on. You know, there's been times that, you know, I've talked to you before where um, one of the girls is having a problem with kidding, you know, with, with, with pushing the baby out. Mm-hmm. And they're, been several times that I have to go in and, uh, you know, it's not fun and it's scary. I mean, your adrenaline and everything is rushing and you have to have your wits about you on how you're going to help this mama and help this baby be okay. And, you know, I have to, I have to go in, you know, I have to go in the exit (laughs) and, and, and fix, you know, what's going on. I mean, there's been times where I've had babies, you know, because go- goats can have multiple babies. Um, I think there's actually a world record of one goat having like seven babies. Oh my god! Thank- th- thankfully, none of my girls have that. <laughs> yes, have that ability to be that prolific. <laughs> but um, you know, there's been times where I've had some girls who've they've had quads before, and you know, uh, it, it, it's, babies can get. Uh, they can get tangled in with each other as mm-hmm. they are being pushed out of the birth canal. And so I have to go in and untangle some babies or somebody's not positioned right to, to be able to slide out of the birth canal properly. Um, you know, I might have to go in and flip them around and bring them out. Um, you know, that, or, you know, shove one back further down inside and then bring the other one out that's trying My to come goodness. out. And I mean, it's like an assembly line with these multiple babies come out. It's, wow. it's like, you know, one, two, three. Yeah. And so you just, I mean, um, most of the time things go well, but you have to be prepared for that, um, for the, for those emergencies and, you know, that's part of the other problem is, you know, waking up at two o'clock in the morning to go and make sure that, you know, this goat is okay, that her birth is going to go okay. And, oh, sure. you know, I mean, I've, there's times I've talked to you and I'm completely dazed. I'm like, what, what, <laughs> what did you ask me? Because I'm yeah. so tired. And so, you know, my adrenaline is so up there that, 
you know, it's, it takes a long time to come down because, you know, you're, if something is going wrong and you're, you're just freaking out, but you have, again, you have to have your wits about you to help the mom and the baby. And, you know, wow, that's a lot of pressure, but yes. it is a lot of pressure, <laughs> yeah. but also rewarding when everything yes. happens accordingly. Yeah. Being able to bring a life in, or to help a life come into the world. I mean, that's just as cute and as cuddly as a baby goat is probably, you know, hands down one of the most awesome experiences I can have aside from my own children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, on the farm aspect of everything, right, um, right. being able to help that is just absolutely, you know, sometimes I, I cry and I say, you know, welcome to the world, little guy or little girl and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, help them with that first meal and everything. It's just absolutely, oh, I'm tearing up. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, and you have brought a few of your little babies into the store and oh my goodness, they are just adorable. Um, watching them bounce around or just holding them. It's, it's amazing experience. Yes. It's, I mean, they're, when they're babies, I mean, there's so many goat videos going along around the internet on how much of a mess all these baby goats are. It's just, oh yeah, you, you get all of your giggles just watching that. And, you know, I, there's sometimes that I just don't even turn the TV on for days because I just right. watch all these baby coats just, you know, bouncing around. It's so much fun. Yeah. So where do you want to take Peachtree Hill goats uh, in the future, the farm? Where do you want to take that in the future? Um, I want to offer more products. Um, I know you, I've talked to you about the kefir and, the, um, you know, doing some more cheese treats and everything, being able to offer different products for, for animals that might need a different product. Um, kefir is going to have more of a, of more of a, a, it's only going to increase that, uh, those good bacteria and that, uh, fermentation and the, the good enzymes. And so that definitely, I want to do that. The kefir, I want to be able to do more cheese treats, um, you know, for, for animals that want to do like, you know, just like a little cookie or, uh, like cheese and crackers or something, you know, something oh, along yeah. those like kind of thing. Um, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of really good ideas and I've talked with you that, that before. Um, and it's, just, it's a, it's a process to get each and every product, uh, labeled and, you know, cause I'm actually doing this all myself, you know, I'm doing the labeling, I'm doing the, the making, I'm doing the processing and sometimes, you know, birthing. life gets in the way. Birthing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, life gets in the way sometimes and I don't progress as, as fast as I want to in, in products rolling out. But sure. that's definitely what I want to do. Um, I actually, I, mean, I don't want to get too big. I mean, I don't want to lose sight of what I do and why I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I want to be sustainable. There, um, there are a lot of dairies out there, you know, for human consumption and also for, for pet, pet consumption, there's the really, really big dairies. And, um, uh, part of the part of why I want to stay small is, you know, these dairies, they will breed, breed the brains out of these animals mm. and then, and then, you know, send them off to wherever they're going to go. But, the the animal the the mama does not get a chance just to just be an animal you know d- right. just be a be a cow or be a be a goat 
they're constantly bred because you can't have milk without having, you know, without being pregnant. Right. Um, and so you have to, um, it, it's a constant cycle. And so what I do um, is I actually, I, I only milk a third or uh, keep in milk about a third of my herd. So I, and I kind of leapfrog them. So I have a third of my herd pregnant. I have a third of my herd um, milking. And then I have a third of my herd just being goats. They don't have a job. They just get to live their life. Nice. And so. Um, and then you I, rotate that. I wrote it just like, yeah, just like the game leapfrog. I just gotcha. leapfrog them, you know, okay, it's your turn to be pregnant and now it's your turn just to live life and not, mm-hmm. you know, not have to worry about something. And some of my goats will uh, actually just milk and milk and milk and milk. You know, I've had one girl who just wanted to, she wanted to, I mean, like her body wouldn't stop. You know, she milked for two years until she was, you know, said, ah, I'm done. Sure. And so you know, it's that constant breeding that puts so much taxation on, you know, on the body that sure. that's just something, that's just something that I just don't agree with. Um, I think the animal can be a lot healthier and a lot happier without having to, to go through that, you know, completely endless cycle of breed, birth, breed, birth, breed, birth. And so that's mm-hmm. really kind of what, why I do what I do. Um, I definitely believe it's a lot more humane than, um, you know, that constant cycle. Absolutely. Well, and for anyone that has, um, is interested in trying uh, D's goat's milk, if you're local to um, the DFW area, we do carry it in Bark Avenue. And many times when she delivers, it is so fresh, it's not even frozen yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes people grab it out of the freezer and they're like, is your freezer okay? And we're like, oh yeah, absolutely. We just had a delivery from our goat milk farmer. So um, it just speaks to how, um, you know, again, small batches, small farm, hands-on. Um, it's not a huge production. There's so much care and um, thought put into it. Um, and it's, uh, you know, people see is such an amazing difference in their pets when they feed it on, in, on a regular basis. So, Dee, if you would, just tell people where they can find you. And I can also put some the links in uh, the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I have a website, uh, peachtreehillgoats.com. And then I'm also on Facebook. It'll just be Peachtree Hill Goats, and you'll see, uh, you know, the little logo with the goats hanging their head. They're hanging their uh, uh, their little feet over a little wood uh, wood plank. Um, hmm. And then uh, I'm not the greatest at updating uh, like constant posts on Facebook because like, I have my hands full. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, um, that they can go to my website and send me an email through my website or they can uh, they can message me through uh, the Facebook. And I can't necessarily say I'll get to you right away um, because of everything that I have my hands on mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of, you know, my two kids. Sure. Um, but uh, I definitely will get back to people. Absolutely. Well, I hope it was as fun for everybody listening as it was for me. Um, I was just picturing the goats and the farm and the milking process and them just laying out in the sun. Um, it was uh, it was a very, very fun call today. So I appreciate you taking the time to walk us through 
what it looks like to uh, to run your organization and your um, amazing business. Oh well, thank you very much. And I'm I absolutely love talking about my girls and sharing with what I do. I mean, as as hopefully I can, uh, other people can hear that. You know, I'm very passionate about what I do, and I absolutely love talking about it. So Definitely. thank you so much for having me. I really, really, I had a lot of fun talking about it. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be seeing you soon, Dee, and uh, thanks again for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.